Hey, love. Welcome to Her Promise Circle podcast, a safe space to come as you are to receive the word you need to help you continue on your journey to healing, growth, and walking confidently into God's purpose for your life. It's full of all the things that you'll need to live boldly as the woman God created you to be. I'm your host and founder of Her Promise Circle, Mikkel. Get connected, let us support you where you are right now and where you're going. Welcome back, my loves. I hope you had a wonderful week. Girl, it has been a rough week for your girl, okay? You know I come on here and just talk about what I've been going through because that is how I feel like I can genuinely express to you things God shows me. And I know at least someone will relate and I pray that you all are fed from this word. So let's talk about peace. Whenever your mind is all over the place, if you're someone who suffers from anxiety like your girl, if you're someone who feels like sometimes God is so far away, like it's like you know he's there, but you're like, Lord, where are you? Like, are you even in this? Like, you said you would never leave me or forsake me. And I'm really just trying to find a glimpse of you. I just would love to see a sign that you're working and I just don't. I don't feel you. I don't hear you. I really wish that I did, but I don't. And that's because we have knowledge of scripture. We know the Bible says that the Lord will never leave us or forsake us. We know the Bible says that, oh, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. We know that he's there. We remember the story where Jesus was asleep on the boat and like everybody's panicking and like he's asleep, right? We have a knowledge of him. But God, as I was saying last week, desires intimacy with us. He desires true relationship with us. He's after your heart, right? He's after your peace in him. Because how can you have a relationship with someone you don't have faith in? That goes for even like a romantic relationship. Think about it. When you get married, sis, or if you are married, you want someone you can count on. Like you know them. You know that you know who they are, how they would act in certain situations. Faith. You must believe. And without faith, we can't please God. Right? And so it says, those who come to God must first believe he exists. So we're beyond that. We believe he exists, but it also says, and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. And that is the result of knowing God's character. That is a result of trusting the goodness of God, not only in the world, but towards you. He's after your heart. He's after how you view him. He's after not only your knowledge of him, but you must have an understanding that's rooted in your heart. You must know him in your heart, not just in your head. The best way I feel I can describe it. It must be penetrated. And how do we learn lessons, sis? Do you learn lessons when everything's going great? You know, bills are paid. No one is sick. God just healed somebody. You just saw a miracle, you know, like, You're having a good time. Life is easy. Life is comfortable for you. Is that when you learn the most? Or do you learn the most when you literally have nowhere else to turn but God and he comes through? 
This is why the Bible says we rejoice in our trials because it strengthens our faith. Because you need those times when you're like, God, where are you? You need those times because remember the Bible says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. You need those times where you're like thirsty for God, hungry for God. You want him, you desire him. And all he's doing, I feel like, for me in this season, last week, a lot of my family members had experienced some losses of friends of family. And I had some friends who were going through really tough mental struggles and thoughts. And, you know, I, being the person that I am, I always feel like I've been a person people can come to and lean on. And I love being that. It's, I would say, a gift. You know, the strong friend. Y'all know what a strong friend is, right? The strong friend. And, you know, so I call, I check up on people. When people are going through things, they'll call me, you know, and I love being able to encourage them. But it's crazy the timing because I myself was going through it mentally only last week. And so, this week, I'm just like, wow, Lord, like, where did this strength come from that I can comfort others? Where did this strength come from where I have come out of my pit and can give words of wisdom to help others come out of theirs? Like, where did this come from? Because I literally just remember being down and out, child. It sometimes I don't suffer from depression so much, so my anxiety gets really bad. And it's hard to function at times. And it hasn't been this bad in a while. And so when that happens, I'm like, Lord, like, what is going on? And he actually showed me, you know, when a snake is growing out of their skin, the skin becomes dry, starts to fall off, and it begins to shed. But it doesn't just fall right off. Like, they have to work to get it off. They don't have arms or legs. They have to work to get the dead skin off the thing that doesn't serve them anymore the thing that's not protecting them anymore the thing that used to be their comfortable place is no longer viable and so oftentimes snakes have to like rub up against stuff or go between a rock or something to get the skin off and that's literally how we work when god is elevating your mindset bringing you through a breakthrough that's inner so bringing you to a place where God sheds light on your ignorance in places. There's sometimes you get a word of knowledge and it changes your entire life. My biggest breakthroughs have been revelations of thoughts that I had believed for a long time and were really lies. And I used to be in these anxious states like forever. Like it was just a constant, right? And I used to drink and all the things that like helped me feel good or helped me numb. That was the thing. I was never dealing with anything. It was like, what can I do to forget this feeling? What can I do to numb this feeling? And I was thirsty for something to give me peace. And that's where a lot of us are before we come to God. We're thirsty for something to give us peace. And so whether that be sex or whether that be you obsessing over a relationship or needing to be in a relationship so you get out of one you get into another because people help you be distracted and forget and numb and so you thirst you have this desire for peace 
for our peace of mind. And so because we're not going to the source, we're going to all these other things that fill us for a second, but don't fill us forever, abundantly. He's the source. He doesn't run out of peace. You know, we go to these things that can fulfill us for 10 minutes a day, whatever. Temporary. Why do I say temporary? Because you always need more of it. So you always go back. So that's an addiction, right? Eventually it becomes your comfort space. That's what gives you comfort. That's why we go back to toxic relationships because that's the thing that you're thirsting after. And to you, that's the thing that helps you numb or or helps you feel wanted or validated or needed. And that's the anxiety you're trying to numb. Instead of dealing with the inner turmoil that's caused from past trauma or hurt or pain or that abandonment wound or that fear of vulnerability, whatever it is, you're trying to mask it. And so you chase things that aren't good for you because for a moment, they give you solace. And God's trying to bring you to a place where you just rely on him. And so here's a verse for that for you. So when God's ready to elevate you and fill you with new knowledge, with new breakthrough, to promote you, to bring you to a better space in your life, to bring you to your next level, to bring you to a permanent change of you're not living in the lie anymore of what your past told you. You're living in his truth, in his light being shed. So let's read Matthew 9. But no one puts a piece of unshrunk new cloth on an old garment. The patch pulls away from the garment and a worse tear will result. Nor is new wine put into old wineskins that have lost their elasticity. Your old habits, your old way of thinking cannot expand above that. And so you stay there. You ever met people who are literally the same for years, just been in the same place, don't have new desires, they're just there, they're just comfortable, they're just living the life. And that's cool, sis. But if you're trying to grow, if you're trying to elevate, if you're trying to go where God has called you, there's some pruning that needs to be done. So nor is new wine put into old wineskins. God's not going to pour his newness, his joy into your space where you've allowed lies of the enemy to occupy. And yes, it's your effort too, because what does the word say? It says cast down every vain imagination. It doesn't say God will cast down every vain imagination that exalts itself above what the word of God says. It says cast down. It's a command for you to control your thoughts, for you to control what you are believing in the moment. You have the power to do it. He gives you the power to do it. And so you must have discernment and know what is from him and what is not. And this is why you read your word. This is why you spend time with God. This is why you go to church. This is why you listen to sermons, whatever. You get fed so that you have the knowledge that you can be like, okay, the enemy tells you a lie. Like, you're never going to get those bills paid. Look at your family. Like, they're all poor. Why would you have money? These, these are lies. And, and the enemy gets so sneaky that you think it's coming from you. You think those are your thoughts. Every thought has a source. You think those are your thoughts, whether it's from your pain and trauma, whether it's the Holy Spirit talking or the enemy talking, there's a source. And so you must identify and stop having such lazy thinking when it comes to your thought life. Most of the time, anxiety is from me being on a fast track of a thought that's now turned into this train that's out of 
out of control, spiraling out of control, all from one thought that spirals. It's fear. And the Lord does not give us the spirit of fear. And Satan being fearful of you becoming who you need to be whenever you're in Christ, who God has called you to be, he's fearful of who God has called you to be. And so out of his fear, he tries to put that fear onto you. You'll never be able to do that. Why would you think people are going to listen to you? Why would you put a book out? Why would you start that business? You're never going to be able to do that. He puts fear on you. And unless you begin to recognize, you'll live in fear. You'll live in anxiety. We call it anxiety as a disorder. It's just always. But really, it's you allowing thoughts from the enemy and letting them get out of control. And oftentimes, he only needs to plant one, one seed of doubt and watch you spiral it out of control. So don't think of it as your fear, your anxiety. Look at it like it's the enemy projecting his fear. Demons tremble, right? They know. When, when the disciples were going out in Acts, it said even when their shadow would walk by, people were getting healed. When God is with you, we know that the word says, for I've given you the power to trample serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. The enemy is fearful of the authority God has given you over him. And so if he can make himself look big, if he can make himself look like a dragon instead of like a snake, which is smaller, he wins. He only has as much power as you give him. And so, beloved, if you do not learn to control your thoughts and discern your thoughts, instead of just letting any thought come in and you ponder on it, you will not have peace because you must also do your part. God has given you the authority. I've just given you the verse for that. God says, cast down every vain imagination. If you don't do that, you will live in a constant state where you're constantly looking for something to numb the turmoil you're going through. And I see how God has kept my mind in this healing process, in this shedding process, if you will. So much so that I can uplift and strengthen others after I feel like I've been down. Because when you allow God's space to move, when you humble yourself, because child, me and God went through the whole pride thing, okay? I don't have time anymore to think like I. I got today. You know, I said a little prayer. I'm good. Let me move on. No, I need God all day long. I talk to him all day long. I need him all day long. Don't go nowhere, Lord. I need you. And when you create space for God, that you need him. Because I'm weak. Today, I'm weak. Every day, I'm weak. But some days, you're just like, yeah, I ain't got nothing to give. Nothing. So if you don't come in and, and be my strength, I'll have none. And he will. He compensates for your weak areas. And if you give God space to move, he can not only give you strength, but give you strength for others to lean on you. God says, where you are weak, I am strong. And in humility, in you admitting you need him, you draw closer to him and he draws near to you. That's out of humility. Fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You must see God a certain way. You must know God a certain way in order to allow him to work in your life. You begin thirsting for him. 
once you get a dose of that peace, you're chasing that high. You're not chasing that weed high. You're not chasing being drunk. You're not chasing orgasms. You are chasing God's peace because nothing is like it. Nothing. Instead of what normally comforts you, you thirst for him. And so the only way we get to this point is oftentimes when we're being pruned and humbled or go through trials. It's painful because you're killing your flesh. You're killing the old you. What do we read? When you put new wine into an old wineskin, it bursts. And the wine spills out. And the wineskins are ruined. But new wine is put into fresh wineskins and they are both preserved. So if you are in a place to receive, yeah, I was wrong about that. That's why you need humility. You must be able to admit what you've been wrong about. What life has showed you that is wrong. Because you must be humble enough to receive God's correction. Can't just be humble enough to receive God's blessings, child. You have to also receive correction. That's how you grow. And so you'll always be a little uncomfortable because you're always going to be growing with God. He doesn't come in and keep things the same. He's going to be like, that's a lie. Nobody loves me. That's a lie. I never said that. Where did that come from? You must be close enough to him that he can filter out your thoughts and give you the peace of mind. Would I, let's read uh, Isaiah 26 and 3. You will keep in perfect and constant peace those whose mind are steadfast, that is committed and focused upon you in both inclination and character, because he trusts and takes refuge in you with hope and confident expectation. Trust confidently in the Lord forever. He is your fortress, your shield, your banner. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock. He is a rock. He's sturdy. He's faithful. He's good. He's always there, even when you feel like he's not there. He's working. He's moving behind the scenes. He's allowed that affliction. In the Bible, it was good that I was afflicted. David said that. It was good that I was afflicted because that's how I learned that you are there. That's how I learned your character. That's how I saw your love for me. That's how I've seen that you're a healer, a restorer, a redeemer, a provider, because I was in a rock and a hard place, and you brought me out. And if you didn't bring me out, you gave me peace of mind. You strengthened my faith in you. You showed out. And I was able to see your faithfulness in my life. What up close, one-on-one, Colossians 3 and 3. Set your mind and keep focus habitually on the things above, not on the things of the earth. Often the things we thirst for are temporal. A new house, a new car, man, money, temporal stuff. If I only get this, then I'll be happy. When God's peace and love and joy is forever, get you some of him first. And then once you're fulfilled in God, then he can pour newness into you to your life but fill up in him become intimate with him get to know him because you may not even want that stuff anymore that's what happened to me god came in my life and changed a lot of my desires because you realize that a lot of the things you want you're trying to heal you're trying to fill voids you, you think if you get that thing then this will be okay or you'll be happy get you some of him and fill up on him and see if your desires don't change Because what God gives is forever. It's perfect. It's faithful. Good. It's holy. I want to read this expert 
excerpt from this article I read. So God has been showing me selfishness and I talked about it in Bible study last week. Understand how self-centered anxiety, our tranquility of mind, is perfect or imperfect to the degree that your mind is stayed on God rather than on yourself or on your problems. Peace is experienced as we believe what the Bible says about God's nearness in Psalm 139 and about his goodness and power. And what did I say? You draw nigh to God, he will draw nigh to you. And oftentimes we need a hard time to draw nigh to God genuinely with your whole heart because you don't have anywhere else to turn. You know that he has what you need. And you, so you turn to him in repentance, in grieving heart, in genuineness of heart, with your whole heart. In a way you may have never turned to him is through a trial. When someone's sick, when you don't have the money, when you might lose your house, when these terrible, seemingly terrible things are happening, this is sometimes the only time people turn to God genuinely. And that's why we rejoice in our trials. We can't trust someone we don't know. And it is crucial to come to know intimately the Prince of Peace. You can't trust someone you don't know. You can't go to church every Sunday and live however and do whatever. Don't pray. Don't have friends or fellowship with other Christians who can strengthen you. Don't have time to sort through your thoughts. You're just work, work, working towards the wrong things, towards temporal things, towards things you think will make you happy. You can't be on go trying to numb. And you must be able to recognize that that's what you're doing. But how do we recognize that? Humility. I just want us all to have perfect peace, okay? Like, I'm not saying stuff's not going to happen to you, but it's so much easier with God. It's so much easier knowing you have someone you can turn to at night in the morning, that's with you all day long, that loves you. If he dresses the lilies, how much more will he clothe you? His love for you is so vast and mighty if you would just get up under him, give him your burden for his yoke is light. Let him carry it. Know that he is sovereign. Know that he already has this working together for your good. That's what gives you peace. Not knowing some scriptures. It's understanding scriptures. It's living scriptures. Because you know God. Because God has showed up as that for you. And so, I implore you this week, just meditate on some of the verses I gave you. But focus on being intimate with God. Knowing him. So that you can begin to trust him. Because where anxiety begins, faith ends and vice versa that is a quote okay from somewhere that i did not come up with that but that's true though you're anxious and your faith has faded you believe god up until that point of anxiety and so always look at the places where your anxiety is the most that's where you trust him the least start to really be self-aware girls Look at your life. Look at your thoughts. Look at your desires. Get to know yourself because you must be able to sort out what is God and what is not. What is a lie and what is not. Let him show you his truth. And once you abide in his truth, I promise you will be stayed in peace. Once you get your minds 
out of the gutter and out of being so cluttered not out of the gutter like lust and stuff like that but it might be hey but out of the gutter is we think a lot of negative thoughts through the day once you focus on things above and begin dwelling in him you will notice a difference you'll feel lighter feel loved you'll feel validated by knowing that there is a god who loves you at all times and is watching over you and is working everything out for your good so i pray today blessed you i pray it did this week has been rough but i have allowed god's strength to carry me and it's beautiful i I have never felt closer to him because i feel like all the things he showed me that were lies are are being pruned out I'm I'm repro- he's reprogramming my mind. He's redefining what things are, what what trauma has called things. I'm like, "Oh, it's not that." God's like, "No, it's this." You know, and so I'm letting him redefine a lot of things in my life and it's it's beautiful. And so, I leave you with this. Focus on things above, control your thoughts, don't be lazy in your thinking. And also, get intimate with God. You can't trust who you don't know. Get intimate with him. You may even think you have desires that you don't really want. They're numbing something. Go to him instead of that thing this week. Become intimate with him. Lean on him. He will show up in a way that you haven't seen him before, I promise. God bless y'all. I pray that this blessed you. I pray that this week you allow God to be strong. And you let yourself be weak. Be a woman. We are strong. But sometimes we're weak. And we're always trying to carry everybody around us. And I need you to let God be God. You're not God. Y'all have a good week.